This podcast brought to you by Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. You can listen at mixcloud.com slash daddy jams. Daddy Jam's Time Space yeah. Mixes. It's time, Black. It's time. Ah, now, sugar, come on. I might never come down. I might never come down. to listen. Listen at mixcloud.com. Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Well, if, if if last week's loss was an insult to your injury, then check this out. Weather has it that there's going to be a two-foot snowstorm in Buffalo, and we're, we're all happy because then Stefanski will have to run the ball, right? But no, but no. The NFL has relocated the game. The Browns and the Bills will be playing in Detroit in a dome. And so, damn it. Damn it. I know. Now the passing game is really going to flourish. Oh, God. You know, I'm just... Oh, it's already God. flourishing. Yeah. It's like... I, I don't know what to say, but whatever we're going to say, let's just go on and get into this thing and say it. Okay? Because that, that what happened on Sunday against the Dolphins was... And, and okay, I'm going to read you guys... The headline of a video, okay? And it's a press conference that happened today, four hours ago. Joe Woods. Joe Joe Woods. Our mentality is always to play physical. (laughs) I, what? I, what? What was that? Anyway. Physical? How do you come off of that game and say that thing that isolated sentence in in the middle of whatever the fuck else he said is what a what all i'll say to that is the defense noticeably gave up okay then then how were they then being physical right that's why that's what i was getting at yeah the other part of that is that the offense completely just put the defense on the island because they did not. We lost time management against a team that we knew going into the game was going to pass. Okay, and we were supposed to manage the clock. You were supposed to eat the clock. Right. Now, now, see, there's one thing when Kevin Stefanski's like, you know, I want to pass. That's my philosophy. It's another thing when you go into the premier passing team in the league right now right you know they're gonna pass what we're gonna try to outgun them when our strength is to run no instead we let them run control the clock and still outgun us pass well yeah and and and, okay they couldn't stop i I probably heard it too many times during that game but i believe every word of it tua tagovailoa is a timing savant okay he was, yeah, his I'm, timing, I'm, the time, listen, that's what he it is. Up. He puts that ball where it's supposed to be when it's supposed to be there. Yeah, he ate us up. That that damn one that he hit uh, 
Tyreek Hill on on the sideline when he threw the ball before he even broke on the route, and it was dead on the money. He, he's a timing savant. Okay, that's all. And and you don't beat a guy like that by daring him. You beat a guy like that by keeping him on the bench. You eat the clock when you're on offense. Eleven right. times. Eleven times. That's all they ran Nick Chubb in the game. And how then do I hear reporters? And I'm like, where were these reporters? What game were these reporters that I'm hearing write these headlines? Well, the Cleveland Browns run game was stymied. By whom? Not by the Dolphins. Because the Browns didn't use it. You can't stymie something that a guy doesn't use. Right. That's Kevin Stefanski getting scared way too quick and running. Do what you do, man. What about what, what? you? Yeah, I mean, your identity, if you had to ask it all in, as it relates to the defense or the offense, is a running team. I mean, I almost feel like Kevin Stefanski was pissed off when they hired him because, oh, man, they got a good running back. I don't want to run. I mean, look. Good God. Check this out. So we had a game where um, Brissett fumbled, I mean, threw an interception, second play of the game. Right. He didn't stop passing, did he? He didn't stop passing. (laughs) That's right. Chubb has his first fumble in, like, over a season. Right. Okay? Like, it's literally been a season's, almost over a season's worth of time since the dude's fumbled the ball. He fumbles the ball. And then that makes you go away from the run? No. And you don't even see him the rest of the half. It's totally. And then he finally breaks one like you knew he would. But if you're handing the ball off to him more consistently, he's going to break more. More. I mean, you can't keep Nick Chubb down if you keep handing him the ball. Listen, the stats are realistic and true. When the Browns hand the ball to Nick Chubb 20 times or more, they win. When they don't, they lose. Right. And, what's, what's and Kevin Stefanski it, proves it every Sunday. Every Sunday. What's you worse know, about it is a game like that makes it look like they beat our run and they stopped it, but they weren't. No, because you know, we 11 carries, you never gave them the opportunity to beat or stop it. You stopped it yourself. You know, it's two birds, one stone with the running game like that, using it like you're supposed to. Not only do you eat clock. You play complimentary football right off the rip because you're allowing your defense to be off the field. Exactly. You know? Um, Miles Garrett had to walk back some comments he made at the press conference after the game saying, we're headed in the wrong direction, and he came back the next day. So I didn't, wasn't directed at, at any player specifically or any coach or anybody specifically. It was just that when we're out there on the field, we all got to be on the same page. So what that tells me is we're all not on the same page. Okay. Okay, so, I'm, I'm gonna, I mentioned this to somebody, okay? Now, last year, we were on national TV, and there was a quarterback. I think this was Troy Aikman who was doing this game, if I'm correct, uh, commentary. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned, you know, Baker, his arm, throwing to the left. Right, and right. going to be good. If it wasn't him, we were, if it, wasn't right, him right. it was Romo. Right, right. It was okay. either Tony Romo or, or Aikman. Or I think it was Aikman. But to continue it, throwing to the, to his left, and that we were calling plays designed to throw to the left. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we have a quarterback 
who shouldn't be throwing to his left because it's harder for him. But we're de- we're running plays designed to go to the left. Okay. Yep. Now you flash up to this year. Okay. That Kevin's fancy has had everything. That almost seems like sabotage. Okay, the throwing mm-hmm. to the left thing. Okay, you you throw yep. in the fact that that um he the last year some of his decision making was blamed on analytics. This is the way the analytics say we should do it. Okay, that well, I mean that can't be because this season from last season to this season it shows the numbers high percentage time if Chubb gets over twenty carries we win. So right. it can't be analytics anymore either. Okay? So what the hell is it? Or you're selectively ignoring information. No, it's not even that. analytics. It's like, no, what? No, that's not even what I'm getting. I ain't selectively ignoring anything. He's like, he's, if it's not his way, it's like there's a, is there a vendetta if it's not his I way? Actually I actually believe. I mean, sabotage Bart I Baker. honestly believe that we are seeing the immaturity of this man come out, and that is exactly it. It's my way or no way. We are going to win the way I want to or we will lose. Right. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm trying not to be that way because, you know, conspiracies within things. But I'm, I'm looking into it. And it's like, OK, we're into two seasons now. I mean, you have Baker and Baker. look, And I almost gave him, even if he was doing it the right, because I was like, look, if Baker's sitting out there just not listening to the guy, I mean, he's a coach. I mean, what would you do? You know what I mean? But it's now it's kind of like, OK, you had stuff with Baker almost looked like you sabotaged the guy. Okay, you won't run the ball. Looks like you're sabotaging a team. We just watched a game where you could clearly see the defense gave up. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they just ran over us for the rest of the game. Okay, they gave up. They weren't playing good to begin with. But the, the difference between them playing not playing good and them just like. Yeah, we give up. It's a whole lot different. I mean, I, I, I feel like, the and then you game. get, and then you get Joe Woods with this. It's our philosophy to play, always play physical. No, it's our mentality. Now, wait, well, wait. Yeah, we don't actually do it, but it is our mentality. But it is our mentality. <laughs> you know, oh man, dude, <clears throat> you, you can't, you can't write this stuff, dude. This is not fiction. It ought to be, but it's not. My thing is, if you're going by analytics, and analytics certainly in this instance would show that stat about running, mm-hmm. but you're you're going to ignore that and, and 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 pay attention to everything else. I mean, I don't. Deshaun I, Watson's practicing with the Browns now. Yes, <clears throat> and uh, as far as I know, he's done everything he's supposed to do, right? If if he hadn't, trust me, if he hadn't been doing what he's supposed to do and there's a danger of him not coming back the game he's supposed to come back, you'd be hearing this shit, okay? Right. And he wouldn't be in practice, am I right? What? And he wouldn't be in practice, am I right? No, no. Based on the schedule, he's able to come back to practice on the day he did. No, no. Yeah, I understand that. one, One has nothing to do with the other. Okay, one has oh, nothing to do with no. One has nothing to do with the other. The conditions that he has to meet were not so he could practice again. That's he cannot play until those conditions are met. 
But the league has announced that he is on schedule to return. Andrew Barry has announced that he is on schedule to return and will play against the Texans, but that we will deal with that situation as it becomes a situation. That's all. Oh, okay. That is all. If there's any if there's any shoe to drop, nobody knows about it. I think I don't think that's a bad idea. I think that's the way they should do it. Yeah. Um I'm what I'm saying right now is is bad for the Browns, okay? Is I all the reporter writing and all the stuff you you want to the Browns the way they're playing it's it's like a clown show right now. Okay, I've never seen any team, okay, where they're the best in something and it's their strength. And like they choose not to use it to the point to where it just looks stupid. Okay, Um, that game just was you go into the game and it's the best passing team in the league. Just about. okay, bar maybe the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Okay, And. That was your game plan to outgun them when you had the best running game in the league and not try it to control. Doesn't make the sense. It, it has like it has it, it. It smacks of a guy that has no self perception, if you will, in terms of what him and his team are. I, I just I'm I don't I don't I'm just I that, I, that I make no sense. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Whatever portion is available, uh, excuse me, uh, related to the players, I did read somewhere that it, on the Dolphins' side of the field, it was much less hot than the Browns. What's that have to, what has, what's that have to do with what the fuck you saw on the field? No, what I'm okay. saying is that it was over 100 degrees on the Brown side, under 80 degrees okay, on the Okay, great. And if you had a stadium where when the sun was at that time of day, it gave you that advantage, you'd have done it if you were the Browns. That's not the point. What does that have to do with what you saw in the field? I think How they, could I that think have influenced the Browns not to run the ball? Explain that. Not that part of it. I'm okay. just saying physical aspect of it the physical aspect of it early in the game there's no way they played they actually played if there's any point in that game that they played well it was the early game okay right exactly that those okay okay but that's when it was 100 degree on the sideline what they should have wanted to be was on the field okay and they played well what so later in the game when the the sunshine wasn't on the brown sideline it was even then they gave up so how where, where is there's i don't want to hear about how fucking hot it was on the sideline okay i, don't I, I really don't just- I don't think they were ready for the temperature. I don't. I think that they know well, that's absolute well, but, bullshit. That's well, absolute bullshit. If they well, are the that thing. kind of a pussy ass team, they're never going to win anything. Well, well, even in that, right? I mean, that's they, what all the sportscasters were saying. Okay, but that's bull. Okay, I'm going to explain why that's bullcrap. Just stop talking. Okay, that's bullcrap because the time that they were in the sun, that that would have been an advantage. Okay. They were actually playing well the very first part of the game. Okay, that's my point. When when it wouldn't when it you would think that they would have got relief from it and that would make them play better. They played worse. They gave up. 
Okay. I think the heat wore on them. I think no, that they were No, it didn't but, but because then, okay. by the time the first quarter was over, <clears throat> that sunshine spot was not on the Brown sideline anymore. Okay, this is what you got to understand. You know, the sun, it's real weird because it travels across the sky. Okay, it doesn't stay in the same position. It's one of the reasons why the sun was on the Browns, but not on the Dolphins. But then later in the day, it wasn't on anybody. It was on people in the crowd. Okay, and that's how that's how that shit works. It's called time. Okay, and that's that's how we measure it. We we used to do it with fucking sundials because I, the sun moves. I, it doesn't stay that. in one fucking place. I know that. Didn't I know that? Well, there you go. See, you learn something I mean, new every okay, fucking all day. I'm gonna say this. Okay. I'm gonna say one more thing. To <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say one more thing. To this is a professional football team. Okay, they exactly. get paid millions of dollars. Let me finish. They get paid millions of dollars. There are inventions the world has now that they didn't have back then. You can buy a fan, right? That has a slot no, in it. No, they had side lines. No, just stop. Just let me finish. Uh-huh. Just let me finish. They have fans you can buy. They have slots in them for ice to go in it. And yeah. it blows the coldest ass air on your face that you'd have wait, ever felt in your life. They showed them okay? on the sideline. They had screens that were screening out the sun in front of them as they were game planning and huddling on the sideline. I I'm saw just, it. I, I saw I, it. I get you. That's okay. not, you get my point, though. Yeah. I get you on that. Like, but my point is that there are inventions in this world now. me with that, just reporters talking okay. about fucking it was hot <laughs> okay but just let me finish there are inventions that this world has like, i can go yeah. on amazon right now yeah. pay a hundred bucks a hundred dollars and buy one myself okay you telling me a professional football team can't travel that mess up there they've had fans on the sideline other times they have heaters if it's if it's cold <clears throat> so you mean that you can't bring a fan that blows cold air on people. You can they're they're there. Ice cold ass air it'll blow on your freaking face. Okay. okay. So anyway, here let's change the subject. <laughs> NFL takes drastic action. Browns Bills move to Detroit due to epic snowstorm set to hit Buffalo. For the first time in eight years, the NFL has made the decision to move a regular season game due to inclement weather. With an epic snowstorm on the verge of hitting western New York, Sunday's game between the Browns and Bills will be moved from Buffalo to Detroit, the NFL announced Thursday. The game, which will be played at Ford Field, will remain at 1 p.m. Eastern. The NFL hasn't moved the location of a regular season game since November of 2014. Eight years ago, a Sunday game between the Jets and the Bills got moved to Monday night in Detroit. However, this year's game won't be switching days. The reason the date of the game isn't changing is because there was no way the league was going to be able to make it work with Buffalo's schedule. After their Week 10 game against the Browns, the Bills have to turn around and play a Thanksgiving game against the Lions in Detroit. So, hey, and the the Bills don't even have to leave Detroit. How about that? They got to stay for a week in Detroit. Let's make them stay with a loss. Okay, let's, (laughs) Jesus. Um, And uh, with the Bills playing just four days later, that means moving the Browns game back to Monday or Tuesday was out of the question. 
with a blizzard about to hit Buffalo, moving the game became the only thing that made sense. As things currently stand, the National Weather Service has already issued a snow advisory that will be in place for the Buffalo area until 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, which just happens to be the exact kickoff time of the game. The current forecast is calling for two to four feet of lake effect snow. You know, I heard as much as 70 inches. I was like, really? Come on now. Well, no. Okay. It's, it. you know, those inches that you'd be claiming all the time, it's those inches. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's... They, they, they seem it seems like a lot, but it's not. <laughs> oh, oh, you're proud of yourself, aren't you? There. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Well, well, there you go, buddy. Yeah, because I was like, I mean, I was feeling really good. Me and Jeff talked about it yesterday. We're like, well, certainly he'll have to hand the ball off, right? Because in two feet of snow, you know, who's gonna who's gonna try passing? And, oh, no, uh, this, and, that, and now, that, uh, now we're going to be under a fucking dome. Brissett <laughs> has the special snow pass. <laughs> That's it. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Tua Tagovailoa is the it's truth. The shit. At least for this season. And listen, this, listen if Geno Smith isn't proving anything this year, it's that... Every you know, every dog has his day. Okay, right. And uh, you know, Tua uh, has definitely been liberated. Um, listen, I, I don't know about you guys, uh, but after that game, all I, all I really want for Christmas is to hear that Kevin Stefanski's been fired. Um, mm, that's probably not going to happen, though. I, I okay. Let me just say this. Right now, you have a depth of roster that the Cleveland Browns have not seen since the 80s. Okay? That's how good this roster is. You could compare it position to position to, say, the 86 Browns. Okay? And if they're coached well, they should be playing at a level that would be commensurate with that kind of depth of talent. I am unwilling to, at this point, based on what I'm seeing, playoff berth notwithstanding, I don't want to entrust the Browns' window of opportunity to a guy who boneheadedly and bullheadedly refuses to play to the strength of this team. I think that management needs to be taking a look at this, and I need an off-season coaching change before we blow the best roster we've had in a while and become this year's version of the San Diego Chargers of the early 2000s. Yeah. I don't know what's going to convince this guy to run this ball, man. I don't get it. I don't think anything is. I don't think that anything is. That's the problem. And that's why he should be summarily dismissed. And take your Joe Woods with you. Yeah, right. Did you bring bring the uh, OC as well? Mm, Well, he was hired. Van Pelt was hired. When Stefanski was here, but I don't know that was emphatically or specifically his choice may well could have been, but he didn't bring the special teams guy, but he can take all of them. 
Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. With the kind of roster that the Browns have now, now, and I, and I talked to Jeffrey about this too, but I think if you're if you are management, why don't you handle this one the same way you handled that quarterback thing? Yeah, Kevin, everything is cool. No problem. Yeah, next year's going to be a good year. This is a, a tough break this year. That's right. And then you get a deal with a surefire fucking coach who knows what the fuck he's doing. I don't care if you draw just, somebody back from retirement. If you hire, there's any number of directions they could go with this. And then, and then you tell Kevin Stefanski he's fired once you got to deal with the other guy. Well, well, even look at this, okay? Do him like you did Baker Mayfield. <laughs> well, look, look. Yeah, right. Let's even consider this, okay? I I was reading something, you know, and I've read comments to different stuff, and there's some people that have had opinions about Tomlin. Okay, okay. I was reading the Cavs. Okay, now the Cavs won eight games straight, right? Now they've dropped four here straight. Now, okay, mm-hmm. is it is it four or five? They've dropped it's four. four or five. It's one or the it's other. Four. Okay, yeah, but they've dropped some games here. Okay, yeah. So now I've heard I've heard people like, <laughs> oh yeah, this roster, um, Bickerstaff. Let's not waste this roster. Bickerstaff's just not the right guy. I, this is one guy that actually was saying. Okay. Oh my now, God! No, okay. okay. I, I don't agree with this guy at all. Okay, but my point to it is this: there's guys who do the job good that when they falter, people want their job. Okay. Hmm. I don't. I'm get, just saying. Yeah, I do my job good. My boss always wants to fire me. Uh, well, well, I'm saying <laughs> no, I'm though. Saying. What I'm saying <laughs> is, is that on the opposite side, you're sitting here looking at the coach of the Browns who is doing. I'm just saying he's doing stuff that if it, you were doing it on any other team or any other sport on a team, yeah, just I know. doing you'd something that's against the strength of the team and just stupid, you'd be like, okay, the, the guy's an idiot. Okay? I mean, if this was a Lakers coach right now, right? Mm-hmm. And he was not only losing, okay, but doing something against the strengths that they do have. I mean, the things that they actually do do well, okay. What do you think they'd be blowing up? Oh yeah, he'd be gone. He'd be gone. We're sitting here watching a coach not just lose, lose like doing the opposite of what he should be doing to try to win. Yeah. Here's one. That's what he's doing, fellas. And I, here's one because you mentioned the Lakers. Saw a headline the other day, and I can't remember who it was that predicted it, but it was another ball player. Okay, he said Kyrie Irving is a Laker by Christmas. Whatever. Oh no! Well, that'll change things for the Lakers, guys. I mean, you know, all all the other bullshit that Kyrie brings with him, notwithstanding, the man can play guard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's not as much known for his defense as he is for his offense. No, well, but the other they don't thing, need they, they don't necessarily need his defense in LA. No, and the one thing it will do well for them. Okay, this is the one thing that will do well for them. Okay, getting Kyrie is. I'm assuming Westbrook is part of this trade. Oh yeah, Westbrook would have to be in my in in listen in some of the proposals I've seen. It's basically a three team deal. Okay. okay, okay, okay. But anyway, getting him, okay, interesting enough, I think it will help them because I think their biggest problem on the Lakers is that LeBron, okay, is the playmaker. Even even when LeBron has tried to play off the ball, 
the kind of player that Westbrook is, okay, it, to me, it, I guess it's disrupting too much, especially with AD. Okay, if you have Kyrie, right, and you have LeBron, you know the perimeter is taken care of, okay, and you have to guard the perimeter, okay. Mm-hmm. They don't. They can. They can mid range outside drive and kick, okay. That opens AD to pretty much do whatever he wants that he's open for. Okay, that's kind of what Kevin Love got right now. What it, it wasn't the best for Kevin Love at the time because Kevin Love has always been a pretty darn good post player and it made him pretty much an outside player. Okay, um, it helped him to what he is now. Okay, because he had to readapt himself, but it didn't help him to what we got from Minnesota. So Kevin Love was slow to adapt in that. That's not going to hurt AD quite as much. Okay, AD right. is already an inside out player. Okay, he can take whatever is given to him in in that situation. Okay, and especially if they keep playing him at center anyway, which he won't even really be in that same situation as Kevin Love. Okay, I think it that would only work out good for the Lakers if they, if they did. Well, they got to try something. I'll tell you this because the Lakers ain't going nowhere. The direction they're going, no. And they're trying to make a change. Okay. What I'm saying is same thing for the Browns. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we check this out. Speaking of the Browns. Okay. Speaking of the Browns, here's an article I want to read you guys. Um, it's by Greg Newland on the, uh, what's the name of this site? The Dog Pound Daily. Okay. And uh, subject, three Browns that shouldn't return in 2023. Now, okay. most instructive is the first paragraph here. I hate to say it. But we have officially come to the part of the Cleveland Browns season where we can start looking at the roster for next season. Now, I, I don't entirely agree with that yet because I, I, I can still see a way to where the Browns might actually be able to figure in. Because if they somehow was to win this coming Sunday against the Bills, the Browns would be 4-6, and six, okay, with yeah. 10 games played and 7 games left to play. Okay, so it is easy that you could see a path to an above 500 and possibly even a 10 and 7 record, which I think 10 and 7 is going to get you a wild card in the AFC this year. The way this cookie is crumbling with teams beating up on each other the way they are in unexpected ways. Um, I feel the same. Well, yeah, yeah, but the Browns lose on Sunday, and their path to that ten and seven becomes. That means you have to win every fucking thing. Do you understand? Okay, yeah. Right now, right now they're one win below that. Every win they notch off gets them closer to be able to maybe fashion that out of something. But you, you, you remember right after the Bills next week, then you got the Tom Brady and the Buccaneers who look like they're finally getting their shit together. Their shit. I said I was saying they're going to have their shit together just in time. Just in time. But anyway, let's look at these three players. He says that 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 shouldn't return in twenty three. Mm. Player number three, and he counts them down, okay, from three to one. Player number three, Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams makes this list for two reasons. One, the Cleveland Browns have a ton of depth at the position with Martin Emerson playing well and A.J. Green showing potential. Two, Williams continues to be an injury question mark. At times, Williams has flashed a bit, but not not quite that a team would be willing to trade for him. 
His lack of tackling is just too much to overcome, and Williams seems like a guy that is always going to miss four or five games per season. Williams is set for free agency in 2023, and letting him walk would free them up to re-sign Green, and they could also land another rookie for far less than it would cost to retain the former second-round pick. <clears throat> Player number two, and I don't know if I agree with this. Again, this is this guy's take, but and 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 you should be making hard choices like this if you're the Browns because your roster is that good. But player number two is Tommy Togiai. Even though Tommy Togiai has had one less year to develop compared to Jordan Elliott, I still see Barry getting rid of the former Buckeye. When the Cleveland Browns drafted him, they knew they were getting a guy that was more of a pass rusher than a run defender, but he has been below average at both aspects in the NFL. Togiai is undersized, and it becomes clear his lack of strength will always hold him back at this level. Athletic guards have no issues getting in position to wall him off, and powerful guards have the ability to drive him off the ball with zero issues. The release of Togiai won't save the Browns a ton of money, but this is a position where they will basically be starting from scratch. I don't see another contract for Taven Bryant, and Perry and Winfrey continues to be in the doghouse with coaches. Defensive Defensive tackle has to be a position that is addressed in the draft or free agency next year because it is a position that is typically cheaper. Look for Barry to bring in a fairly big name to fill a huge void. After two seasons of not worrying about the interior defensive line and continuing to get torched by average running backs, it's time to fix the issue. Mm, mm, mm. And the number one player who should not return in 2023, John Johnson the <laughs> Well, I don't mind that because he he and I wanted him to be good, but he and no, everybody that. wanted him to be good. We wanted him to play like he played on the Rams. Yeah, okay? that's what I'm saying. Like what? And happened? he never did that. He never did that. And he's always the guy that's talking shit about what we need to fucking do and what we're going to do after they done fucked up, too. Right. You know, he just won't shut his fucking mouth. It's like, dude, will you, you just just shut up. And, and You're trying to be a leader, man. Okay. Okay. You, you guys want to look at these game stats or not? No. Nah. Nah. Well, let's just look at the ones that count. Just for the shit of it, let's see how bad it was. Time of possession. The Browns had 20 first downs. The Dolphins, 29. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, seven by rushing. They had 11. That's embarrassing. We had 10 by passing. They had 17. We got three by penalty. They only got one. Hmm. Third down efficiency. You know this isn't going to be good, right? <laughs> no. We were five for 12, 41.7%. They were six for eleven, not much better, fifty four point five. Um, and that is, but boy, did we let them convert the important ones, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah we did. They converted everything. Yeah. Um, they did not punt the ball. Yeah. So I don't know what. Where's where are these? So they must have gone for it on fourth down a couple fucking times. They were one for two fifty percent. We did get them that now they didn't punt the ball, but they did turn it over on downs to us once. Yeah. Okay. Um, they never punt the ball, though. I remember that. 
And we didn't score off of it, so it must have not been very yeah, good position. Yeah. No, we didn't. No. That was such a hard game yeah. to watch. Actually, I think we did get a field goal off of it. We did? Yeah, I think so. Oh, great. It doesn't matter. Red zone efficiency. I, we're, we were not at our best. We were one for 250%. We let them go three for five, 60%. Goal to goal efficiency. We were one for one, 100%. So were they. Um, time of possession. 33 14. 33 14, the Dolphins had to our 26 46. They kicked our ass. They kicked our ass. Mm. Going into that game, the Browns were the number one team in the league in time of possession, averaging 34 minutes a game. Yeah, we let another team dictate it the way we should have. We we didn't try. We didn't try. How How did we what? And we did that without running because we've only won three games where we ran Chubb enough. Well, that's the okay. The three games this year that we've run Chubb twenty times or more, we won. Yeah, we the did. Six games that we have not run Chubb twenty times or more, we've lost. I don't know why my rocket scientist fucking head coach can't figure this fucking out. Okay, well, I'd like to point this out too. This is sort it's, of off. This is sort yeah. of off topic of what we were saying, okay, what we're talking about. But I think it does need to be mentioned because I think it's happened a couple, three times now, okay? Miles Garrett has said something, okay? And mm-hmm. he's had to come back later and take it back. Why I see a problem with that is this. On any other team, if you have a team leader, right? <laughs> You need a guy that's going to be the guy to get intensity up, you know what I mean, and be the leader, okay? If Ray Lewis came out and said some stuff, okay, he's like, look, guys need to get it together or we're going to have to make changes, right? He ain't coming back to take it back. No. Hell no, hell no. Okay? Now, whoever is making Miles Garrett come back and take this stuff back needs to get punched in the face. Okay? Exactly. Because that's all I'm saying. You know it's happening. Somebody is saying, no, you can't do that. You need to apologize. No, he shouldn't. He should be the leader. And then when he says it, then everybody should look. Oh, man, Damn, oh, we need to get it together. So, so they, want him to pretend, they want him to pretend and act like everything. Hey, it's okay. Everything it's awesome. is that's, beautiful. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's wrong. He is the best yeah. defensive player on the team. If he's going to step up and be the leader, where well, you know you need a defensive Everybody's leader on this beautiful. team. Okay? You need a defensive <laughs> leader on this team. So you're going to make your best right. player. He comes out and says, look, my guys need to figure out what they're doing. You know what I mean? And like, well, oh, I didn't want to aim that. You know, they should think every person other than Miles Garrett should look around and be like, oh, is he talking about me? That's what should happen. Yeah, exactly. But mm-hmm. but but again, and I just want to say this. On a game where Miles Garrett, I mean Miles Garrett was not a factor at all in this game. I want you to understand. He just didn't figure in at all. You can tell me how many times okay, they well, double teamed him. You okay. tell me any fucking thing you want to. Miles okay, Garrett didn't me, pressure. Right, he okay. didn't pressure a quarterback. He didn't challenge a fucking offensive lineman. There was nothing. He was a non-factor okay, in the game me, against Miami. Okay, okay. Let me say this then. 
that is a thing for to take up with Miles Garrett his intensity because if he's going to be that leader, he has to have the intensity all the time. Well, I understand, okay? but why is but, he pick? He, he typically picks these games where. You know, when Miles Garrett goes well, out and has a I, good game, he doesn't come back okay. and he's not critical of people. I'm about to comment on that. I'm about yeah. to, I, was, well, I was about to comment on next. He has to go out there. He has to have consistent intensity to be that leader of the team, okay? Okay? Mm-hmm. But you're not going to – you can't ask a guy to get give that kind of intensity and not give in with the rest of the team. If when he makes comments and he is the best defensive player on the team that you get to – that every time <laughs> – it's not just this time. There's been times when he played good, he was held the whole game, he said some stuff, they made him come back and take it back. Okay? So you can't do that yeah. and be like, well, you got to have intensity all the time. You to know what? No. The Browns keep fucking around. The Browns keep fucking around. We're going to be watching Miles Garrett go to a Super Bowl on somebody else's team. Yeah. And they ain't going to tell him to shut up if he says something either. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. Because, like, like, look, I tell you what. <laughs> The, the 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 Rams are going to need an edge rusher here pretty soon. And Donald's going to retire after the end of this year. He didn't, he, he didn't lose his taste for it that last year. He he will this year. He's going to lose it this year. <clears throat> I'm, I'm just saying, if Aaron Donald said something, you think they're going to shut him up? No. They're going to be like, oh, that's what he is. He's an intense guy. You know, that's I'm right. sure he didn't mean nothing to his guys. His guys are going to take it well. No, the Browns got your best defense player. You turn around, got him coming back and and trying to twist the oh I wasn't talking to that good and that well, guy right there. And then, I was uh, feeling all good about the Browns going against the Bills because you know Josh has the elbow and you know in the cold when it's snowing and shit stuff like elbows you know injuries they're worse okay mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we were going to have to run the ball I was just really feeling good about our chances about the matchup uh, I don't know who the Bills running back is. He's nothing special. The the Bills are not totally, you know, blowing the league away with the running game. But I guarantee you, they're going to look good on Sunday. Whoever, they probably got some nobody fucking dude. It's probably Johnny Nobody is number like 12 or something for the Bills. That's their running back. And Johnny Nobody's going to get like 250 or something. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, Josh Allen didn't have to pass at all today. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be 29 and partly cloudy in Michigan on Sunday. But it's under a dome. It's, yeah. Ford Field's a dome. Okay? The, what it is outside don't matter. They're playing yeah, inside just, if they're playing in Detroit. I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm just thoroughly disappointed right now. We... I, I don't... Has there ever been another time? And I mean, we've had great rosters, okay? But we got the best, arguably the best defensive player in the league. Right. The best running back in the league. We have one of the top receivers in the league. Yeah. Okay? I mean, can we? Yeah, I know, but the linebackers suck. The defensive backs don't know the job. Okay, what does that have to do with not running the ball? No, I understand that. I'm just saying. Okay, I, but the just saying part is is silly. You know why? Because there are other. You know the Chiefs got their butts to the Super Bowl without the most stellar defense. Okay, I mean that. Let's be honest. That defense at point in times in in this in the season when they went to the Super Bowl was letting <clears> stuff <throat> roll through like water. 
Okay, like Bruce mm-hmm. Lee would yeah. say. Okay, yeah. okay. So all this stuff about defense, you can't have the amount of weapons. Okay, that the other teams would they had the amount of weapons the Browns have right now, they'd make it work. Yeah, okay? exactly. The Tampa Bay when. Tom Brady came into Tampa Bay, didn't have no more weapons than we got. No, that's true. And come on. Come on, think about what they're doing at running back in Tampa Bay. Right. If you have a team this they're talented, using I don't Mostert. Care what you're no, wait. Isn't that who that's who uh, Miami was running against us? We're talking about Mostert. Okay, okay. they took him I on from you. San Francisco because he wasn't good enough to stay in San Francisco. Right. Okay. Well, well, the next thing I was about to get to is that if you a team this talented, I don't care what your holes are. Okay, we got holes at linebacker. Okay, every team's got a weakness. Okay, if you a coach can't find a way to win with the, the pluses he has to just your weakness being oh, our linebackers are a little, I'm then get rid of him. Yeah, I mean it's just and they haven't. I'll I'm tell telling you, this. you right now, if Tomlin was on this team right now, we would be winning. Uh, By the way, I don't think linebackers and all the same stuff, and we'd be winning. I don't think you totally articulated that point earlier just well because you talk about the guys, you talk about you know the Steelers, and they're talking about oh they should fire Tomlin. And the yeah. day the Steelers fire Tomlin, we should oh, fire Stefanski be, and hire fire his Stefanski ass. and hire him. Okay. Yeah, that's what I don't know. Now, realistically, I do not think they, there's even a chance that the Steelers will fire him. That's just commenting on what people say. It's like, oh, get rid of t- Okay, yes, please. Please get rid of so Mike Tomlin. You can send him right over here because yeah, I, like, yeah, exactly. I watched that dude with a lesser running game than we have, right? Just shove it well, down I'm, our I've watched that. Wait, I've watched that team. dude with a guy... <clears throat> He picked up at a bar on the way to the game. Okay, I'm just saying. Okay, he would he would have a job before he got in his car if they fired him. Right. I'm just saying. Look, look. look take this per perspective. Okay. Kenny Pickett is is one of the worst rookies in a long time. Okay. Yes. The 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 Steelers. I told are y'all he bad. wasn't gonna be good. Right. The Steelers are just bad off right now. They still competed with us. Okay. In the game we played, did we beat them? Yes, we did. Did we be, did we beat them somewhat convincingly near the end? Yes. Did they compete with us? Oh hell yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And they did it running the ball and him trying to minimize where he could make mistakes. That team made a lot of mistakes in that game. That's not very Tomlin like, but that's the team he's working with. You don't think he'd be winning with this team? This team would be a playoff team. You right don't now think there's that. coaches that are chomping at the bit to get a hold of that roster and coach it? Kevin Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski's taking up space right now, and he's not justifying his taking up of that space. I'm just saying, there's coaches with, coaching lesser rosters than us. They got holes at offensive line. The Bengals have a hole at offensive line. And they're winning. I'm mm. telling you, I'm telling you, they should they should literally do go do a stealth coach search, find somebody willing to come, and don't <clears> say <throat> shit to nobody, and don't right. let don't let Jimmy Haslam have anything to do with it. Let let me ask you, this. Jimmy Haslam needs to say, Andrew, 
Go find me another head coach. Just find me somebody. Right. Look, let me ask you this. If at the beginning of the season somebody said, you got to pick your weakness. Every You can have strong everything else but one weakness. Okay? And, they, and your weakness choices were linebacker or offensive line. Which one would you pick? Linebacker all day long. Okay. So then we have the, uh, the weakness of linebacker. We need to shut the fuck up and win games then. I'd keep telling them that, Jeff. Because <laughs> there's a team in our division, and their weakness is offensive line, and that's the weakness no team wants. Okay? And they're still just, winning. It's just false. So they're Jeff and I winning. have come up with a theory that as Browns fans and in protest of this bullshit that they're putting down, that we should start greeting people. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. In other words, like, like you call me on my phone. The phone rings. And I answer the phone. Brown suck. Hello. <laughs> uh, brown suck. Hello. Hello. Yeah, and then when we get off the phone, it's like, okay, you be good, man. Take care. Say hello to the family. Brown suck. <laughs> form of greeting in a form. Of yeah, it's saying. like aloha, but different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just watching the Browns this year and it's it's more painful than just having because I've watched look I watch 82 games of the crappy Cavs hold okay, on hold on the speaking of the Cavs I, I got a I'm, bone to I'm, pick with them we didn't do this podcast last night because we were going to watch the Cavs play the Bucks and then they, they, and they, they fucking they, 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 no, no, I will honestly that game I, what I will tell you though the bench lost that game okay now, no. now, they didn't play good perimeter defense. They got way too many threes, and Brooke Lopez went off on us. But had the bench scored points, actually was competitive in the game. Yeah, all, it would have been different. We'd yeah. have, we'd have, we'd have, it would have been a lot different. So do we have the, the wrong Lopez on our roster? Is that what you're yeah, telling me? that's what somebody, <laughs> that's somebody was saying. <laughs> he was so hot. Oh, my God. Now, <laughs> see, now, that was part of the reason we lost. They just got way too many. They had way too many threes. The perimeter defense has to be better. But the bench just played somewhat good. Okay? Yeah. We got nothing from the bench. Because, well, you got 20 from Evan. And Darius went cold in the second half, too. But you still got 20 from him. What I'm saying is, Yeah, but most of that was first half points. Right. But he's still – what I'm saying is if you – usually if you get 20 from your – a piece from each guard and 20 from one of your other major players. Okay. And some sprinkling from other, um, starting lineup, all the Levert only scored two points. Okay. Yeah. But the problem is, is you look at Darius's points and look at it on what was it of, what was it of? (laughs) It was that he kept throwing up shots. Yeah. He got cold in the second half, but every, every, every shot he puts up, that's part of the bandwidth for that half. That you is understand? true, but those bench players weren't stepping in to do it. Look, no, we they weren't doing. They weren't either. Yeah, were, I mean, I understand. I mean, but all just, I'm saying is, if the bench play, you can't expect to only get. I looked at what it was, and it was a very low amount of points our bench scored. You can't win with that. No, you can't. Just, no, you can't. You can't. And and Laurie Markinen still keeps looking better and better and better. <laughs> you told, Utah, doesn't look, he? I knew. You want to know what's funny about that? I was thinking about today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when when they went to make the trade, when they were in a oh, rumor in the trade for Donovan, I was like, I just don't want them to have to trade marketing. it. I know they're probably going to have to do it. Okay. Because if mm-hmm. a team is looking like I am, I'm like, that's the dude I want. I want marketing. 
Especially, I'm watching the tournament. No, you want you know Donovan I mean? Mitchell and you want to give me who? No, right. I'll take and I'm, him. Well, I'm looking at the tournament overseas, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. he's lost a little weight. He's starting to look like that dude, that young kid that was in Chicago that people were interested yeah. in again. I want that guy. Okay? And that's what they wanted, and that's what they got. I have no argument because Donovan has been good, but I did not want to give up marketing. Now, here's no. the funny part. Here's what This is what's going to make you laugh. Now. You look at the Lakers now, right? Last year, I've had this crazy idea. I posted on one of the little um, Facebook uh, fan pages, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, people knocking having LeBron back, but if you could get LeBron, right, reasonably and just trade Sexton and Markinen and whatever else could make, that makes the money work, right? I'd do that and just let – and LeBron would be your small forward and this would be perfect, okay? Yeah. Now – Look, now everybody then was like, no, no way you trade Sexton. No, no, no way. It was all because of Sexton, right? Okay, there's no way you trade young core like that. And plus, I mean, on the Lakers side, well, you got to give us more than that. I bet you right now, I Mm -hmm. bet you right now, if you went back in time and you offered that mess now, okay? If you offered them a trying to trade like that LeBron and you get marketing and this and this and this, oh, yeah, you're right on that one. I'm, just, oh, hell I'm yeah. just saying that's what it looks like now because of the just yeah because you traded all that for one player anyway and listen I'm not telling you that Donovan's not good but is he LeBron James good <clears throat> yeah you know we'll see we'll know what I do like about Donovan you can tell he is already in the time he's been here you know he's the leader of the team oh yes absolutely and that's exactly what the cat that Cavs team needs. They needed they need a guy who's going out there be the enforcer as far as scoring, okay? And he's got that kind of killer instinct because he does have it, okay? He's got that kind of like I'm going to win, you gonna have to stop kind of mentality. And he's already the leader of the team. That's what they need. They uh, the good thing about the trade they made, they got what they needed. They got okay? what they needed. They really did. And I, you know. Thank God it's early in the season, but I'll just say this. And I said this going into the game, but I'm, it's just even better. We can't have four-game losing streaks. No, okay, well, I'll put it this way. I, I'll, I'll only disagree with that a little bit, okay, just to say it this way, okay? Even last season, um, Golden State had a spurt of a five or whatever game losing streak, okay? Right now, I'm looking to see how they recover. They need to win their next – their next game needs to be a win. That's one. We play Charlotte, okay? Mm-hmm. That's number one of it, okay? And then how they respond, they need to go on another whatever game winning streak. Yes, sir. Okay? That's that's what you're looking for. It's less the fact that, okay, they dropped four games straight. Okay. Okay. It's that now they have to – because basketball is a game of runs that's within a game and outside of it. Okay. You, you're going to have a losing streak at some point unless you plan on having a, a you know, a, a freaking historic record that year. Okay. I don't think they're quite at that yet. Okay. No, I got the but, Cavs upper limit in wins this year being about 50. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's upper a, limit. That's, that's upper limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I think that's what we should be expecting as a fifty-one team this year. But so, I was hoping like fifty-five-ish. Okay. Oh yeah, I'd like to see him at fifty-five, fifty-six, but I just don't think it's going to happen. 
Yeah. We will, I think no. we're about to see. No, because we got a brutal schedule first half of the year. And then we have some runs, especially in the late season, that are just going to be hard, you know, because of the way they come down. Right. Well, what I would want to point out about the Cavs is this, okay? The Cavs are an interesting team because of the way they play. If they play the way they're supposed to, they've got a little out of character these last couple of games, I think. Sure did, Jeff. Yeah, they got out of character for real. But they are a defensive team at heart, okay? And when they have Jared Allen and Mobley in there, they alter well, so think, many I shots. Think, remember, late in the season, late in the right. season, when they went on their little losing streak and then they had to get so into play-in, it was because they didn't have Jared Allen. Right. Jared Allen costs them more more wins than any other player when they don't have. Yep. Yeah. That is easy to see. Now, when they have both of them on the court, though, they alter so many shots, okay? The Cavs are one of the few teams in the league, I think, that they naturally play down to talent sometimes and naturally p- play up to talent because of the way they play defense. They alter shots. They make it hard on any team, okay? Mm-hmm. So even the good teams, they're always in it. If you notice, the Cavs are almost always close, and even if they get beat by a lot, you can see where, oh, shoot, that would have been a lot closer if we did such and such. Okay. They haven't got there where they were last year, where they blow people out a little bit more. But let's remember, before they started losing here, they had the highest point differential in the league. Wow. Okay. We had the highest point differential in the league. That was something like eight points. Okay. So we we were making good separation. What I'm saying is we have a good chance to go on a winning streak, even though they're good teams, because we stay in the games. Okay. The, the other point to make, and somebody has somebody, um, it was a Cleveland writer, but he's right. Okay. Right. Bickerstaff keeps pointing out these bad calls at the end of our games. It's not really the bad calls during the games, it's the bad calls within those last two minutes. Okay. Yeah. We lost two games on the, on the West Coast trip here. Okay. <clears throat> because of bad calls in the last two minutes. Okay. There was one, or one two being the Golden State down. game that was absolutely ridiculous. That call was ridiculous, and it did cost us the game. Yeah, it okay. did. Not it. Um. So well, it was a moving it pick. Way, it was a moving it was pick. Just a moving pick. It was a moving airborne pick. It, yeah, it was well, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So I mean, you consider those things and what the Cavs can do better, what they're going to be later. We still got Rubio to get. And I think after you get Rubio, some of those dry spells, because remember, why they were so good last year before Rubio got injured was because Rubio literally was the guy, him and Kevin Love kept us out of scoring dry spells. Okay? Because when you can bring those guys off the bench, right? I'm I'm telling you, you don't lose anything. You can get Mitchell some rest. You can get 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 Garland some rest. Yeah. And and Love continues to play well. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, he really does. I, think I, once I we was get surprised. Rubio, we'll see more separation happening during our draft. Okay, guys, I know we've been avoiding it, but it's time. you got to pick this game. you got to pick this game. Now, it's not in Buffalo now, so does that, that changes the dynamic, I guess. It's a neutral, no, it it's a neutral field. No, it doesn't. 
Okay, so makes it worse. So. I was I was enjoying the Buffalo beat thing because they're gonna is gonna force a climbing of running the ball. I got you. I got you. I understand. So okay, I'm not going first. I will go first. Okay. I usually go last. I'll go first. Okay. And I will say. And the first. I'm shall going be last. to. I am going to pick against how I actually feel because I feel like they're going to lose. Okay. And I'm going to pick them to win. All right. <laughs> because they need to. They. Well, they if they to. ever needed to, they, they do, do now. And I'm going to pick them to have a ball control win, like I did. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. All right. Okay, Let's see. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we scored twenty one to their fourteen. Twenty one to fourteen. Okay, Browns win. About to you. Well, I'll tell you what, this would be just the kind of game that the Browns would win because we don't expect them to, right? But I... I just don't see it happening. But listen, stranger things have happened. Look, can we get can we get I... the b- Bills to wear Bengals uniforms. <clears throat> Apparently, that's what we might need. That would be nice. Yeah, would that, be then, then I know we're winning. So, yeah, <laughs> Buffaloes have stripes. I Buffalo. <laughs> I can't pick the. I can't Browns to lose. I'm going to pick them to win, but I just don't see it. I, I'll say it's 24 to 21. 24 to 21. Yeah, well. I I don't know. <laughs> um, it's rough. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, I'll just pick a number. Uh, Browns thirty-eight, Bills twenty-eight. <laughs> That's <laughs> if they do that. Yeah, if they do yeah. that, uh-huh. <coughs> it'd be like what? If, if they that? do that, um. I don't even know what I'll do. I don't even know. I don't even know. That's right. I don't even know. I don't even know. They could tackle tackle themselves out of a paper bag right now. It's just so bad. No, but you know what? I'm just going to say something, okay? That's the kind of – if you look at some of the stuff the Browns have done in the past, remember, this is the team. I remember they had this running back. I can't even remember the guy's name, okay? Now, on the last – game of the year and our losing ass season okay he runs and breaks the barrier of fucking running games right and claims what was it the nfl record he claimed at the time yeah okay yeah for 200 something plus yards and then promptly we never saw him again because he had a heart problem or something he could yeah. never play again okay that's who's it this, who's this again we can't remember i can't remember name. the guys and it was on the last game of the year oh, okay and we totally suck. Some game we absolutely should had no business winning. Okay, but the Browns do that kind of stuff. Okay, now. Well, but all I'm saying is this. Okay, so let's take the last two weeks in into consideration, and the last two games, I should say. Now, now we know they beat the Bengals, and they beat them. They looked like the best team in the fucking world that night when they beat the Bengals. Okay. And then they came back, and honestly, they looked like the worst team in the fucking league as they got their ass kicked by the Dolphins. Right. So, I don't see any reason why the Browns couldn't pull their shit together and shock the world and stomp the fucking Bills, okay? I mean, Jesus Christ, uh, who who just beat the, the Bears just beat the Eagles, right? Who beat the, who beat the Eagles? 
Um, oh God, that was uh, it was uh, Commanders. The Commanders, yeah, the Commanders just beat the fucking Eagles. Okay. Yeah, man. Dude, Tell me a- what the fuck can't happen. Okay. Yeah, I mean Minnesota beat the the Buffalo Bills. Oh, by the way, uh, by the way, Minnesota's a, 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 a much better coached team than we are. No doubt. By the way, from um, for uh, history's sake, that running back who did that uh-huh. was Jerome Harrison, 2009. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. No stuff. Yeah. Jerome 286 Harrison. yards. I remember Jerome. Wow, two hundred days. Do you think? Wouldn't that be awesome to see Chubb to be able to try to get a chance to do something like that? You know, actually, I bet you Chubb carries could do, to do so. I bet you Chubb could do three hundred. Well, I bet he could if somebody ever handed him the ball enough to do it. No shit. <laughs> I mean, you actually have to get the ball. You actually got to give the ball to the running back, though. That's the point. Mm. But having said that, guys, because there's nothing else to say. Anything else? We Listen, I mean, you can get so angry at these Browns now. You'll say things to and then they're going to come out and play that game against the Bills and stomp them in front of the whole world, make you look like an idiot. I mean, no. The way they played last game is, Uh I mean, when you talk about the whole week, how you're going to play the same way. Anyway, so so having said that, because we're getting the fuck out of here, I'm going to do it old school, guys. We're going to go. We're going to go like this. Maybe this will put some fucking fire in their pants. Old This Browns fans podcast theme to walk out the door on. Sound good? Yeah, old school, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. All right. So you've been listening to TBF, a Browns fans podcast, where we've been saying everything we haven't wanted to say about our team, but we have to. Mama said, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. But Mama didn't have to watch these Browns. Oh, my God. But in the meantime, in the in-between time, and until it's that time, and what time is that time for us to get together and talk to you about how the Browns did against the Bills? I'm not going to put out of my mouth saying what I usually say about the next game. I can't do it. I don't want to jinx us. Okay? We've already got enough working against us. We're playing indoors. I mean, I don't know if we're going to... You know how Bill Belichick had a game last year where he didn't pass He didn't pass at all? I think Kevin Stefanski wants to have a game where he doesn't run at all. I, I, I honestly think the Browns don't want Nick Chubb to win the rushing title. They have worked against him almost like a plot since he's been here. Anytime he's close, they reduce his carries. I'm not even, I'm I'm just saying, I agree. Look, 34 carries, 286 yards to Jerome Harrison. It wasn't the last game of the year, but it was the second, third to the last game of the year. And the two games after he ran for 100-something yards, and he got 30 carries in each game. Yeah, there you go. 34 carries in that historic. Oh, what a wonderful world it would be if Nick Chubb yeah. could get you 20 carries a game. Nick Chubb could rack up with 34 carries. Oh, I'm trying to tell you, dude. It would be unreal. Yeah. 
In the meantime, the in-between time tells that time. This is Paul, Jeff, and Hugh for TBF, a Browns fans podcast saying, we're out. This has been a Basement Tapes production.